morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone. Thanks for joining us in this episode number 18 of the BRM Brown Bag. I'm your host, Suresh GP. And today I have uh, an esteemed guest joining us um, from Pepsi, Suma Rajaram, leading the product management for web and commerce, so commerce solutions. So thanks, uh, Suma, for taking time today and being with our viewers to share your perspectives because you have been a BRM. So we are pretty excited to hear about how this BRM and product management works. But uh, let's get your um, uh, rundown of your memory lane of how you landed up in the BRM kind of roles. Sure. Thank you, Suresh. Hello, everyone. Like Suresh mentioned, I am Suma Rajaram. I have been leading and managing teams across the globe for more than 17 years now. To be honest, I started my IT career as a mainframe developer. Yes, a mainframe developer. I used to enhance and support a lot of critical supply chain systems. But it was my ability to actually dig into process, to ask questions, to analyze data. This is why I moved quickly from development to managing teams and then also doing more of a business analyst kind of role. It was my business analyst analysis skills and my critical thinking that soon made me realize that, hey, I, I like to think about the big picture that comes easily to me. It helps me identify and also recommend valuable solutions to my uh, business partners. And that was the start of my BRM journey, to be honest. I've worked as a BRM for many years in Pepsi. And now, although I reported under the IT organization, my customer-centric approach, my value-driven approach was what helped me get that seat at the table with my business partners. And it helped me learn how to strategize and also plan not only short-term, but also long-term roadmaps. And I think this is a really critical uh, experience that I got, which helped build my um, path to where I am today. Today, as uh, uh, as I lead product management for web and commerce solutions, I use all of these learnings, especially that long-term strategic approach to look at my portfolio of products under web and commerce, whether that be B2B, D2C storefronts, whether that's digital marketing or, or even our very own internal commerce platform for order orchestration and automation. It helps me sit here and look at this big picture and say, okay, my business expects this. This is what consumers expect. How am I ready for that tomorrow, right? It helps me build that product definition, that long-term vision. And also now that I have a bunch of product managers under me, it helps tell me tell them this is the this is the path to you know where we want to go. And that's what I enjoy doing. And I do thank all of my BRM experience for where I am today. Excellent, Suma. So the topic or a theme for today's BRM Brown Bag is mm -hmm. business relationship management in the world of product management. Now, many of the times when we look at BRMs, you know, they are very comfortable in doing in certain um, environments and operating models, but the whole product management um, framework and methodology, a lot of people get puzzled about how the BRM will fit in. So what is your take on where is the role of business relationship management um, as a role going to fit into the product management space and how are they going to add value to a product manager? Now, this is a question I asked myself a couple of years ago as a BRM. And as my organization was moving towards adopting SAFE, that was the same question I had in my head. Now, as a BRM, what is, how is my role different 
And back then I was comparing it to the product manager because product manager is also responsible for defining the roadmap. Uh, BRM is also <laughs> responsible for doing that, right? So when you talk about our, our role or responsibilities, it's understanding your business, assisting in prioritization, which a BRM pretty much does. So does a product manager. So there was a little bit of, okay, how do I do this without stepping on each other's toes, right? Because when you talk about VRMs, it's all about building relationships. And now if I'm going to do something that somebody else is doing, I'm not sure whether our relationship would be uh, comfortable enough to allow that. What I've realized is, you know, it totally depends on your organization. It depends on how that team is structured. If your product manager is very business specific, and this is all just my, my thoughts, not, not that it's written somewhere, but as I've observed it, and every company is different, depending on whether you're a startup or this huge company like Pepsi, right? Depending on how, how your business team is structured. Now, whether that business uh, owner who could be a product manager, does he or she have that understanding to think big picture, right? That critical reasoning skills. Uh, that's, that's really critical thinking. That's an important um, attribute for whether that's a business relationship manager or a product manager. If you are not having that, if your business owner is truly someone who has worked in that function, been on the field, they only know what it works like today. They're able to tell what I need right now, but are they able to see what they want tomorrow? If they're not able to see that, that's where BRM plays an extremely important role, right? But to do, do, to do that well, you need to understand the business. You also understand what um, things you could or cannot do with, with technology. Having that uh, understanding is what, what could make that relationship work really well. So in the past, I have worked with product managers in the safe mode where the product manager was purely business function uh, focused while I brought in the, hey, business and IT can mix and match this way. And that's how we would you know, build that roadmap for the future while also making sure whatever you need today is taken care of. So there is definitely opportunity, but it totally depends on how skilled your product manager is, whether they have business function and technical understanding or they're purely business or they're purely technical. If they're purely business, you can definitely add value. If they're purely technical, you could add value as being that uh, surrogate business owner, if you will, because your business owner may be too busy doing so many things. So they may be up here you could be that point of contact and you could be the product manager as the BRM. Excellent. So to that point, what skills do you think that the BRM should have specifically to work around the product management space? Because it seems to be a different ballgame altogether. You cannot just have a same person play different, uh, different environments. So what is your take on some of the key skills right. that we need to have as a BRM? So, uh, so when you think about a product manager, they are focused on one specific product, right? Most, most often it's one, unless that product is very small, then you may have more than one. But they are looking at how can this product be enhanced or what's the, what's the future of the outcomes of this specific product. But as a BRM, you're actually thinking one step above, right? You're thinking about a portfolio of products that could help your function. Because when you talk about a BRM, usually you are assigned to a function. You have a business area. So let's talk about, let's say, supply chain again, right? So now for supply chain, I may need um, a storefront. I may need uh, analytics and reporting. Depending on what that need is, you are able to see that. But back to your question on what's the critical, I would say, business function domain understanding, right? 
you need to understand that space just like your business. Now, I'm not saying that you need to be as good as your business because you're not doing it day in and day out, but you need to be spending time understanding why they do what they do before you even get to what their problems or pain points are. Because if you don't understand why they're doing it, making any change, you will not be able to address what's the value of doing that, right? So understanding the function or domain, that exposure, that, that is extremely important. And for me, I was able, I was lucky enough to work across supply chains in warehouse management, in order management, even in finance. I even dabbled around in that space. This gave me a good understanding of how things were connected. So when, when changes were proposed, it was not just understanding them back to one spot. It was understanding how everything fits together. So I think having that business domain understanding so that you can connect the dots well and represent the business, because like I said, you are, you are the surrogate client to the IT world, right? You need to understand that space extremely well. Excellent. So in terms of product management, and uh, one of the things I've seen people is generally BRMs are aligned to functions. So very specific function like supply chain or HR or sales or marketing. Now, there are also some BRMs who are looking at shared services. So they have more than one kind of business partner that they need to serve. So how is that being tussled between having a dedicated BRM for a function towards mm-hmm. looking at multiple business partners served by the same BRM? It's the kind of the superman yeah. or superwoman to be handled. It. How do you how do you play that? And I, I'll be honest with you, I've done both roles. I've done both where I have uh, catered as a BRM to multiple business functions, and then later on I was added to one specific function as well. And there are pros and cons to both, to be honest but it totally depends again on the size of that function or area. If it's a growing space, a small space, let's say like e-commerce just started and growing a couple of years ago, then it makes sense to be across. You could be across sales, supply chain, commercialization, because it's still small, still growing. You're able to still connect the dots. But now once you talk about, you know, a full-fledged organization where you have more than 10 people in each of these functions, if you put a BRM in that space, you know, back to my earlier point about understanding the business domain, that becomes hard. You are not able to understand everything that's going on in that business uh, space if, if it's too large that you can't get your arms around it. At that point, all you will end up being as a BRM would be probably that first level of BRM where you're just an order taker because people are coming to you and saying, hey, I want this done. And you're just going and finding the right IT team. And that's how it started. To be honest, for all of us, it started that way. But then you slowly build it up. But to build it up and become that trusted advisor, you need to have enough time um, to invest, to understand that space. So again, it's that right balance of how much to take on, how much is totally related in terms of function that you can still keep track and connect the dots to become that trusted advisor. So having that right balance, I would not say that a BRM should be across all pillars unless it's really small and, you know, chewable enough that you can put all of that in your mouth at once, right? Absolutely. And, and it also brings that question about how much of the BRM role that you have seen is being strategic? Because we all aspire to be strategic, but yes. I tell people, you, it's very difficult to think strategic when your pants are on fire. So, yeah. <laughs> so the question is that how is the balance between being tactical and strategic? What are some of the parameters that will help us to move up the value chain towards being strategic? What are being your lessons learned towards that tactical to strategic shift? Yeah. So this is completely true, right? Like when even I started my this new latest role of product management, my whole concept was 
you know, I'm so busy trying to be reactive that I'm not able to proactively think strategy and see how my product can be improved. Even before people come and ask me for that, I want to have that capability and service. But the sad truth is, yes, we have to get the job done and there's always fires. There's never um, not a quiet moment. But what I've realized, and this is applicable to both, uh, to, you know, even my BRM space where I have worked, right? You, you need to make sure that you're available to solve the problem or the need, right? The tactical request will still keep coming. What's important is saying, okay, fine, let's, let's get this done. I'm going to go slot this, get this done. And we'll get it done, right? And this is the value, of course, you'll, all, you'll do the value assessment as well. But then you always work with your business partners or business owners, or if you're a product manager, you work with your customers or your users to say, let's look at where do we want to go? You always need to keep your eye on the horizon, right? Even though you're, so, you're still struggling and trying to get this stabilized, you have to have that vision of where you want to be. Where in the horizon do I want to get to? And then each request that you take, you need to start thinking, how is this going to reach there? Is it actually going to take a detour or no, it is actually on the track and will help me get there. Once you start thinking bottom up, actually strategy comes into the play as part of day-to-day activities itself. I feel like that's something that we forget sometimes. We are like, oh, I'm not, I'm not able to sit down and strategize where I want to be in 2022. But honestly, every request that comes in, you're trying to solve a problem that could potentially bump you up to that road. So you just need to make sure, tie every request. And like, if you find out that, oh no, this one's no way getting me there. What's the real value of doing this? Is this just an interim thing to get, you know, uh, and shift to another parallel solution later on? Yes, maybe that's that's a decision you have to take, but that's where value definition is extremely important. If you find that spending this much time and money on this is not valuable enough, that's where you use your BRM and your product manager hat on and say, no, let's not prioritize this because in the long-term strategy, this is not going to fit in and it's actually going to add more you know, um, time to, to get to that final point. Right. And in terms of the question around value management, so I know that we have MVP, we release new features and products, but in terms of value conversations on value harvesting and value realization, how much do you think that BRMs can contribute? I mean, considering there is already a way of path to how they're looking at benefits and value, what areas yeah. of value management do you think BRMs can contribute? Yeah, no, the, so the, this again totally depends on the business function and how connected the product manager is with that business, right? Like I mentioned, in, in my org today, I still have uh, BRMs that I do work with in some functions. Now, where you're not, where the product manager, you've built a product, it's a product that could be used by multiple business, multiple functions as a service, as a capability. In those scenarios, you do want to understand what is it that business is trying to solve, right? Like, am I putting in... X number of manual hours and using this product reduces that X hours and improves my productivity. I want to capture that because for every business, it may be different. So BRM definitely helps me with that to say, you know what, before I go create this product or invest or, you know, give you a version of this solution, tell me what is it going to give you, right? What is it going to give your business? And BRM gives me that. He goes, finds that out from the business that today we spend 10 hours a week on this process. Tomorrow by doing this or by automating it, I will shut it down to two hours, which means a six hours per week 
that's just in productivity terms right there could be other intangible um, value but that's where i feel like as brms and that is a skill set that brm did give me even in my product management had to say how do i prioritize requests who gets most benefit where do i invest my resources because let's be honest we are all constrained by all of these right you don't have uh, innumerable resources you have to invest your resources where the value delivery is higher absolutely so the 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 other question that uh, spins around when it come to talk about safe and product management people um brms get a little bit puzzled do they need to build product knowledge do they need to have safe skills what do you suggest for them to talk in terms of the same delivery teams so that they are part of the whole equation because what level of detail that they need to imbibe to be a part of the tribe yeah so i think that's a really good question because there are a lot of organizations where we are moving to safe agile if you have not already moved right even though it's pretty old i didn't realize product management was as old as it is but as b as a brm and who has dabbled in safe i feel like yes you should definitely get trained in safe the reason i say that is because you need to be part of that pi planning and if you are not understanding the terminology like when i say pi planning if you don't know what i'm talking about you're not able to go and plan for that so there's pre planning there's pi planning and these are the areas where brms are most important right because that's where you add that additional depth to what the business team is already saying that this is what i want but as a brm you may be able to connect the dots and say you know what this is what you want but you should also think about this because this is where the future is or this is something new that the technology uh, you know can offer and you should start applying it that's how people have started applying ai ml to be honest is business didn't think about it on their own right there are brms who have said hey these are the new things in technology do you want to go ahead and try these out so i think um back to your question yes brms should understand should definitely train i would highly recommend the popm uh, the product owner product manager training that uh, safe has uh, that's the one i got trained in while i was a brm because i was attending pi plannings alongside with the product manager and this helped tell me where what these terminologies meant right when when you talk about velocity when you talk about how to put those points against what is it that the team owns what is it that you as Uh, a brm or a product manager owns now i'll be honest yes there is no brm role in that whole safe diagram but place yourself against the product manager or above depending on how big your product or portfolio is you could be either playing at the lean portfolio uh, management or you could be playing at product management but definitely get trained because you need to understand the terminologies you need to understand the process the life cycle right where where do you put uh, where where you can give your best inputs you need to understand that and that's usually pre pi planning pi planning and then of course the retros and the demos all right and and my final question is people have this notion that we've already moved on from a process to a product approach i mm-hmm. don't know whether it's still true do you still have projects that still run as projects instead of products in what is your thought around that <laughs> yeah i know everyone says move from no i completely get the reason we need to move to that product mindset is mainly to adopt that agile mindset to say that when you develop a solution that's not the end all right you can still continue to enhance add to it and build it to something different and new but that's that's not applicable for every single scenario in my opinion like when i in, in the company that i work for 
not everything is a product. There are things that where you need to just enable a functionality, maybe end to end, which may involve multiple applications. And when you talk about ERPs and warehouse management systems, these are processes that run end to end. It's not a product. It's more a process. But then along that process, there could be system changes. There could be process changes. So you still have to treat some things as a project, but you can very well move to an agile format of a pro project. Now, I'm not saying when you say move to agile, it's going to be a two-week or a four-week sprint. You still may have a longer agile um, project, but don't go with the old waterfall model where you spend only that first one-fourth of your project discussing requirements. Keep that open mindset of revisiting requirements throughout because things do change as you find things. And this is what we've all realized as we've done waterfall projects, right? By the time you reach testing, you realize that, that there needs to be more changes. There are more requirements or a design change. You want to be flexible for that. For that, you do need the agile mindset more than just treating everything as a product. It totally depends on what you're trying to solve, whether that's a update to multiple products, which could be run through an agile project, or it's continuous product enhancements, in which case it's product um, lifecycle itself. So from a closing thoughts perspective, mm -hmm. what are your thoughts around the BRM's future in product management? Are we going to be competing against someone else? Or do you think that there is ultimately that is the path that we need to go? Because everybody is looking at, say, product management. Mm -hmm. So what do you think is the future of BRM look like in the product management space? You know, I, I think it totally, again, depends on your organization. I can't speak for startups, for example. I, I don't know how much a BRM and a product manager could coexist, right? But when you talk about larger organizations, there is so much for everybody to do. When a product manager is so focused on their specific product, a BRM could be focused on a specific function with a portfolio of products. Now, it again depends on how your team is structured. There could be a portfolio product manager who very well is similar to a BRM. Now, whether you call them a BRM or you call them a portfolio product manager is totally up to your company. But the skill set is the same and, and the job requirement is the same, to be honest. You do need to have someone to always be able to work with your business uh, owners because that is irrespective going to be the case everywhere you go. Not, not every function is going to be run by a technology person, right? There are going to be pure business function, people who just do the job that needs to be done, forgetting the technology on the side. So for those kind of people to connect them to IT, you still need BRMs. Now, whether you continue to call them BRM or you rename them to something else, that totally depends on what approach your organization wants to take. But I don't feel like uh, the BRM responsibilities will ever go away. You do need to manage those relationships. You do need to tie business to IT. You do need to think long-term big picture because you can't be stuck on uh, where you are. Otherwise, you'll not be ready for tomorrow. And, and we all know that, right? Things are changing so fast now. If you don't have someone who can bring that lens to your team, then, then you'll be missing out. Absolutely. That is great conversation. Thanks, Suma, for uh, giving us a very valuable insights about business relationship management and product management. I'm sure our viewers will uh, have a plenty of takeaways for today. And um, that will bring us to the end of episode number 18. So please subscribe to this channel for more sessions on BRM Brownback. And thank you so, so much again, Suma, for your time today. Thank you. Thank you for having me.